Brad and Brit, Brad and Brit, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune in to Brad and Brit. It's the Brad and Brit cast. This one wraps up our week, which wraps up for us in the Thursday, 1.30 p.m. Eastern hour. And we take a few days off. We retool. We come back on Monday. Wow, a lot of things to get to. Should we uh, Should we play the uh, <laughs> the clip of the day here? Oh, boy. Yeah, play the clip of the day. I hope it's Kanye and uh, Alex Jones. You got it. <laughs> First of all, and for for folks that that are not watching, just listening, if you haven't seen this clip, yeah. it looks just like. And you tell me if I'm I'm right about this. This looks just like the uh, a, a pre game pre show wrestling thing from 1982 because one guy has a full mask on. You can't see who it is, but you know who it is. You know the voice. You know what they're talking about. But for some reason, that person thinks being in a mask means something. And you have two other people. Well, generally speaking, what would happen is you would you had a guy who had lost a loser leaves town mask, and he'd come back and he put the mask on and go, "Well, I know that so and so. He's just right. coming. It's not fair. I beat him. He's not supposed to be here." Right, and right. then, then yeah. Uh, so here, here he is. Here's, and I guess it's officially Yay, as in Kanye. It's not yeah. Yee. No, it's okay. a. Uh, ye, of course, is the uh, Hebrew pronunciation of it. Oh, 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 you see what I did there, sir? <laughs> like, yeah. if he dropped dead today, I would go, yay. It's kind of like that. That's how I remember it anyway. That, that would be it. So he's sitting to the right or to the left, as you look at it on the screen, of Alex Jones. And I do believe that's uh, – not Tito Fuentes, a great ball player for the San Francisco Giants in the 60s no. and 70s, but a relative of his, Nick Fuentes, America's number one anti-Semite. But when you're on the same screen with Con Yay West, Yay, it's hard to decide who's number one. Uh, this is 47 seconds, and it's kind of self-explanatory. Uh, Mr. Jones, Mr. Jones, the floor is first yours. That's right. You're not Hitler. You're not a Nazi. You don't deserve to be called that and demonized. Well, I I see I I see good things about Hitler. Also, the Jew. I love everyone, and Jewish people are not going to tell me you can love. Um, so that's that's Kanye West. And you can love what we're doing to you with the contracts. And you can love what we're, you know, what we're pushing with the pornography. But this guy that invented highways, invented the very microphone that I use as a musician, you can't say out loud that this person ever did anything good. And I'm done with that. Hold it. I'm done wait, with the classifications. Stop. Every human being has something of value that they brought to the table, especially Hitler. Especially, especially Hitler. Especially, yeah, especially Hitler. Especially what, Hitler. What is this with he invented the microphone you know. and highways? Hitler invented the microphone yeah. and highways. Did he I did. miss that somewhere? Yeah, yeah, he didn't. He invented microphones. Yeah. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> and they built the fucking Autobahn in Germany. Is that inventing highways? Does that count as inventing highways? You know, I, I, I took a few audio classes. I Probably maybe you did too. I, I know that like magnetic tape that we used to use, I think the Nazis maybe invented that. 
and ballpoint pens. I uh, never heard microphones. Well, then Britt, you know what? <laughs> but, you got to give him props. But okay. he wasn't. It, he again, did do it, some great. Uh, you know, to, this, this is the this is the dumbest. It is. This is the dumbest argument ever, and it, it's the it old uh, you know even Hitler like dogs kind of kind of thing here. Oh, you know. Okay, so he had a couple of black marks on his record, but what about the good stuff? Yeah. What about the good stuff? And thank yeah. God for the microphone so that we could discover the great talent of a Kanye West. Yeah, thank you, Hitler. Mwah. Muchas gracias, you know, You're talking about the microphone. You're not talking about a Mr. Microphone, right? <laughs> That's a little different. That's Ron Popeil, That's right. isn't it? He invented that. That's right. <laughs> and as far as we know, Ron Popeil had no problem with Jews, as far as we know. Well, because he was. Oh, see? Right there. That could, that, could, that helps explain it. Well, but, but not fully. Not fully. Not fully. All Later right. Here's, on, let, no, wait, let, yeah, you get, go ahead. You got another clip? Go ahead. Let's, uh, let's just do the list. There's nothing more to say about that. Well, there, there was one point where um, Alex Jones was forced to push back mm, oh so slightly in defending Jews when uh, uh, Kanye West, yay, accused all Jewish people of being pedophiles. Uh, and that's when. Um, that's not fair. That's when Alex Jones went, well, I, you know, I know some Jews that are very good people, but there is a Jewish mafia. There is a Jewish consortium. So it was really the slightest, most minimal pushback you could ever imagine from someone. <laughs> All right, here you go. Gas to $3. Thanks, Biden. I yeah. guess those stickers are going to come off the pumps now, right? Sure. sure. Um, watch that money bleed with Sammy Freed. <laughs> Herschel Walker three-way goes off the rails. Uh, puff on that exploding cigar, Leader McCarthy. Come on, Leader McCarthy, in heat. Let it explode. What's the, uh, which Warner Brothers, does Bugs Bunny give a guy, like he's playing cards with, with a bunch of yeah. guys at, at, a, at a table in the Old West? Yep, and and there's there's like a bald guy with a mustache, and he hands him a cigar, and it explodes. Isn't Explode. that the guy? Never take a cigar, and they never figured out who uh, not to take a cigar from Bugs Bunny. You should right. never, if he offers you one, just refuse it. Uh, Matt Gates still in the running for a uh, PizzaGate franchise. Yeah, and LeBron goes full whataboutism. This is, I mean, I this is a solid list, and it's hard to pick uh, my favorite on this. You got some some real winners here. Let's do the three dollar gas because I don't know if a lot of people are, are talking about that a lot. Well, they're not. Uh, by, by the way, before we get to that, I uh, uh, I I thought you would uh, in, enjoy this little moment that I experienced last night. Yes, I was uh, in Durham at the Duke Ohio State basketball game. Right, seen nationally on ESPN, That's formerly right. the worldwide leader. Dick Vitale in attendance there in the crow's nest. Um, uh, I've just put it, I don't want to waste any other amount of time talking about it, but, you know, during the timeouts, it's like every other sporting event. You know, they're doing shit down on the floor. There's acrobatics and they're, they're taking a video of people in the stands doing goofy things and blah, blah, all that stuff. And for one moment, a guy's looking into the camera and he's up on the big screens and he holds up a towel and the towel has an outline of Ohio. It's oh, no. Ohio. And oh, inside no. Ohio, it has three words. Worst state ever. Oh no. Okay. That's and the, the fan that 
he got a big laugh That's not all fair. over the arena. And, and so we were, I was talking with uh, John the Catholic this morning, and we we're trying to decide for sure whether that was a slam just at Ohio because Ohio State was the opponent, and you know, that's what Duke fans do, or was it a Ohio sucks now because it has fallen so far politically mm. into being a red cesspool of shit that just elected J.D. Vance? Which one do you think it is? I don't know if the kids are that politically aware, and, and if they are, I mean, it's they're Duke, currently Brett, it's Duke. <laughs> of course, they are. They're currently residing in North Carolina, which doesn't can't really talk much more. But they, uh, Brett, they're not better. North Carolinians. Most of them are they're, Jersey. They're are you you're going to go with the Jersey slam on these people? Is that what you're doing? Okay, no, fair no. I'm I'm just saying. I I believe I believe it was a political statement, not a a a sports statement. Because God bless them. Yeah, yeah. But I can think of 10 worse states than Ohio just off the top of my head. Boy, did you you stiffed out on this so bad. I'm sorry. When I told this to John, he, he laughed. He it. thought it he was funny. It. And you're sitting here trying to fucking analyze it. <laughs> Jesus <can't>. Christ. <laughs> can can I we just roll hate- the tape back? Can we start over? <laughs> I just hate those people so much. And they had an, an impromptu whiteout. You may have noticed there were a lot of the children that were wearing whites. Yeah. In the I'm arena last right night. across from that whole... Yes, and ironically, from the, uh, the, the the university that gave you Stephen Miller, who would like for America to be a whiteout, they decided it would be a great idea to have an impromptu what, whiteout. Why was it not? Why was it not an homage to the brave Chinese protesters who were holding up <laughs> white pieces of? You paper are giving right these now. assholes way you, too much credit. You know what? Because you, I'm about love, and you you're about cr- hate. They just called your your the home state, the place where you were mostly raised, like the worst state ever. And you're like, I don't know. I really see their point. I, I agree I with them. Though. Those are some good kids. <laughs> I agree with them. You know? uh, $3 gasoline. All right. There you go. Um, price of gas falling so fast that uh, actual real money is going back into the pockets of the American people who lost real money out of their pockets back when the uh, SUV was $90 to uh, fill up. And now, just based on the ratio here, it's in the uh, 40s, maybe low 50s to fill that same car up based on the falling price. AAA has the uh, national average under 350 And the gas buddy folks say we could be below $3 nationally by Christmas. And you know what that means, that, in our part of the country, in particular, and South Carolina, where prices are lower, if it's three dollars nationally, it's going to be two fifty here. Yeah, yeah, hopefully, right? Yeah, right. Um, now, there are always good reasons and bad reasons why gasoline fluctuates, um, and we know the reasons why it went up because of the uh, Russians pulling the squeeze with the. Uh, ukrainian war and all kinds of other you know and and just not a a lot of capacity excess to uh make more gasoline which was in demand as the economy started to reopen across the world and uh, now we have the opposite reason of course the reasons that gas went up are bad and actually the reasons that they're going down they're really not good but you don't get to question it and say oh the economy sucks. We're going into a recession. People aren't driving and using as much oil. That's why it's going down. That's Biden's fault. No, you don't get to play that game. You don't get to 
blame Joe Biden for something he really truly wasn't individually responsible for on the way up, which is what you did, right-wing Republican cynical assholes. Mm -hmm. And then when things go down, quote-unquote, blame Biden for wrecking our economy and causing unemployment and for people to pull back on their spending thus less traveling, less... You cannot have it both ways. But guess what, Britt? They will. Oh, they're going to have it both. They always and here's do. the here's the fun part of this. The average uh, Clem Cadiddle hopper hanging out at his pickup over at the uh, convenience store, getting him a pack of nabs. Uh, he'll be like, well, he's just manipulating that because he needs that to go down. So apparently Joe Biden has the ability to bring it down when he needs it. But when things are flying out of control, he can't reach out and make it happen because of he's course. trying to publish work. He's trying to punish working class people. Right. By the way, this lower gas price, is that a tax cut, Brad? And is that a tax cut that is really no, for Brett, a lot of lower income Americans? Um, let me let me teach you some basic economics yeah, here. When the Help price me. of gasoline goes up, that is a new tax. Okay. When the, when the price of gasoline goes down, that is not a tax cut unless a Republican president <laughs> is in office. And then it is equivalent to a tax cut because Democrats never cut taxes so you're not allowed to label it that uh, the the issues going on in China right now, where you know they've locked down a lot of their economy, that's reduced demand by about a million barrels a day. That's a lot on the world market. I'm not an oil expert, but that's a lot. It still is, and that helps drive prices down, also, because uh, they've they've suddenly discovered that uh, you do get COVID. In, in, in China. You do. It does it happen. Right. Uh, the Washington Post with this story just yesterday saying, unfortunately, I'll show it here. The good news about those gas prices is that there are nations around the world that are preparing for recession, and that's why demand is going down. That's why prices are going down. That's so like there the, is a, that's we're one of those, by the way. That would be one of those, correct. We would be one of those countries. Although it's not, again, I would just caution: it's not a foregone conclusion that we are going to go through a recession. We have several economic outliers that are, and several pieces of data that look okay. Uh, we'll see what happens. Again, we are kind of at the mercy of the rest of the world too because we trade with everybody that's coming from a man who has a recession in his pants i do have a recession in recession my in his pants that's but i'm looking for a spike around three o'clock this afternoon. all right here you go uh <laughs> watch that money bleed with sammy freed uh puff on that exploding cigar leader in heat mccarthy matt gates still in the running for that pizzagate franchise or lebron goes Full whataboutism. Let's do um, good-looking Sammy Bankman-Fried, who uh, joins the did the you, shame parade. This, uh, did you catch this, this guy week. on, on uh, the interviews that he's uh, been doing the last day or so? He, they did one on Good Morning America with uh, George <laughs> Steffi Stephanopoulos. Britt, it's still funny. It is. It's, it's still funny Why is to, it- to invoke Rush Limbaugh slurs. <laughs> Yeah, well, after Against he's dead. People. it's still- uh, I, I don't understand why this guy's out here flapping in his gums, in his mouth. Is because there nobody he went to, to the, this guy? He went to the I Donald think Trump it's- School of Defense, which is, shut up, I, no, I'm talking. I don't think it's, I don't. I, I, this is me personally, again, being just the middle class schlub that I am who went to a basic, you know, four-year state university. I don't think it's a good idea for you to be out there running your your soup cooler right now, asshole. But you know, okay. do what you want to well, do. Can I? Can I? Can, pardon me. 
that we don't care about that. We're not his defense team. We're not his mother. Yeah, but, we're we're not his friends. We're, he is talking. That's more important. And he's revealing himself every time he opens his mouth to be the crook, phony, fraud, con man that he is. And his ad, he comes on as a, he is a proponent of the mistakes were made school of defense, which is things just happened. I didn't plan for them. I'm sorry that they happened. Yeah. Uh, uh, Andrew Ross Sorkin read a, read an email that he got from a guy who lost his entire retirement, $2 million in this FTX scheme of moving money back and forth and using money inappropriately and just doing everything. There's not one thing that this guy ever did that was, was correct or right or legal within, within the law. And Sorkin read the email and says, "Uh, what do you say to me? And, Without blinking, Samuel Bankman-Fried said, oh, I'm sorry that happened to you, but I mean, I didn't set out to do that. Sorry. And then he just moved on. There's nothing he can say um, because in the agreement that most of these people who sent off their real money to him, it specifically explicitly said none of the funds that we're sending, that you're going to be sending us will ever be used or he actually went out of his way in the agreement to tell Mm. people exactly what wasn't going to happen which actually did happen and so he's clearly he's clearly committed fraud (laughs) exactly exactly (laughs) when you put in writing that you're going to do something and then you don't and then you do something yeah okay right right and then when they made a bank a run on the bank for they get their money, he was like, "Well, oh, your your money's not here. It's over. It's over at Bill's house." No, oh, yeah, yeah, that's what he was doing. Uh, we failed completely on risk. That feels pretty embarrassing in retrospect. We no, that it, it, this isn't about embarrassment. It isn't about failed. It's about you're a criminal. Mm-hmm. You're not an alleged criminal. You're you're as bad as. You are as bad, maybe worse than Madoff. I don't know. I hate to try to figure out who's the biggest financial criminal in American history. But well, this guy, he may he may retire the trophy here, don't you think? Well, and it's also the same shit as with Elon Musk and Twitter when you go, well, ah, it's no big deal. It's just going to. No, you look at the banks and the people that were involved with this son of a bitch, and they're some of the biggest in the world that are supposed to have people that know better, that you think are smart human beings, but, that have MBAs and doctorates. But, Britt, when you're dealing with a con man. God damn. What, what's, what's the game? The game is confidence. Yeah. And and the the con always involves you looking past your own good sense. Because this time it's different. This guy is the Pied Piper. This guy does have the answers. And not only that, he wants to do good for the world. How could that be wrong? That's the con. That's the con. And I guess he was good at it. I, mean, I don't know about you. I never, ever saw him speak or. No. I never even. And, you know, Britt, I watch a lot of financial. He would have stuck out to you. Stuff all the time. I swear to you, 
I'd never heard of him until he, a month ago. He would have stuck out to you because he looks like some 16-year-old skateboarder work, walking out of Family Dollar. If you would have seen him, you would have remembered. I know, but because I'm I'm not a crypto – I guess this is proof I'm not a crypto guy. Well, um, yeah. Uh, because if I was at any level, I guess I would know who he is. But I have no, no association with it. I don't follow it. I mean, I just see the price every day like everyone else. And I, I just, this is the kind it. of people that this guy was able to screw. The, the Miami Heat Arena up until about three weeks ago had the name of FTX on it. They were the title sponsor of that arena. Well, Major, League ba- well, of course. Major, League, uh, Major League Baseball players, when you saw right. the World Series, the umpires had FTX logos for which, the, the you know, the Major League Baseball was paid right. millions of dollars. Was uh, was the uh, stadium where the Houston Astros played Enron. Enron Field it, at one it was point? Enron Stadium, sure. Enron, was, that's yeah. what it was. And yeah. These are another couple pieces about this. Apparently, Jim Cramer uh, went off on this guy, which, I mean, is not. It's low-hanging fruit at this point, but that's fine. And, and Jimbo does the good rants about what an asshole con man this is. This guy, are you familiar with this Robert Kiyosaki guy, the rich the rich dad, poor dad guy? I've seen him. Yeah. I've seen him. He's creepy. Uh, now saying it's the end of the world. Uh, dogs and cats sleeping together. You might as well burn your clothes. It's uh, not. Huge, massive, biggest bubble in history is coming. However, I would just, this caveat, Kiyosaki is still fairly bullish on crypto, as it turns out, as you read further in the market. That's what such a a fucko this guy is. It's fortunately, it's it's fortunately not a a big enough part of the world economy to to bring the house down, I don't think. But I hope this is, this puts the stake in this fantasy that these people have dreamed up about this crypto shit. I'm sorry. Bitcoin, Dogecoin. I don't think it has. Again, you know, this is like everything is the same argument. It's like if Trump isn't dead until he's dead, crypto isn't gone until it's gone. Um, Nothing, nothing goes away until it's officially gone. And, uh, you know, there's always going to be a new group of people willing to bid shit back up. (laughs) It's going to be a new group. And then there's a whole group of people right now who are able to sustain the losses without having to sell out. Not everybody sold or dumped at the bottom and they're hanging on and they think it's still going to be a thing. So I don't know. I still, I, I just, I'm, I'm going to go Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger on this shit. If you can't tell me in about five seconds, what this, this shit does, I ain't buying it. If you can't explain to me like in just two coherent sentences, what this shit is and what it does. No way. I'm out. That's a fairly simple rule in life, I think. We're going to argue with that one. Uh, do the Matt Gates story. All right. Uh, Matt Gates's buddy. Matt Gates's buddy is uh, going up the river. Going up the river. His name is Joel Greenberg. He's a tax collector in Florida. He cooperated with the Justice Department. And he's getting 11 years in prison for all kinds of great stuff. Sex trafficking, a 17-year-old girl, stalking a political rival, stealing $400,000 in taxpayer money to buy, that's right, cryptocurrencies and sports memorabilia. But he hoped to get a lesser sentence, and he cooperated and spoke about Matt Gates, the uh, just reelected congressman, from florida so if he's getting 11 years and he cooperated 
what would he have gotten if he didn't cooperate? Life? Life? <laughs> well, it's, it's a great – and Matt Gates, by the way, has been fairly low-key for Matt Gates recently. Right. All right, so the judge in the case, federal judge uh, Greg Presnell, says, in 22 years I've never experienced a case like this. I've never seen a defendant who has committed so many different types of crimes in such a short period. So he's, a, he's an all-around – highly skilled jack-of-all-trades, master-of-none kind of criminal. So they gave him credit for that, no question about it. Uh, we don't know what that means for Matt Gates, who has not been charged yet. But uh, as we like to ask many people, Britt, Matt Gates, how do you sleep at night right now? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Greenberg told the feds that he witnessed Mr. Gates having sex with a 17-year-old and that she got paid. Assumedly not in crypto. <laughs> so they're saying that he did give truthful testimony. But um, the girl says she doesn't think she was a victim. Yeah, you don't get that? to decide if you're a victim or not. That's why they call it the state versus blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I don't know if you know that or not. Yeah. I didn't know you were allowed to have sex with a 17-year-old anyway. I got stabbed, but I don't consider myself a victim. Just go ahead and let him go. Well, that's not exactly how this works. Mr. Greenberg came from a well-to-do Florida family that owned a chain of dentist offices. Mr. Greenberg had tried as an adult to make it as a businessman, but he, he just failed. He had addiction issues, but did win election in Seminole County, Florida as the tax collector there. Good pictures of him next to DeSantis with Gates, by the apparently, way. Apparently, apparently he, he couldn't run for dog catcher, so he went for tax collector. <laughs> but immediately, he started to use taxpayer money to pay for sex as he tried to ingratiate himself with upcoming Republicans in Florida state politics. He gave them drugs and access to women and girls, and this went on until June of 2020. So he wasn't even paying for the sex with his own money? No, he was using taxpayer money. I, I wouldn't have minded if it was his own money. But, but. <laughs> I mean, it's another level of depravity to go. You make the decision to go, uh, okay, I'm going to pay out of my own pocket for sex. But then to go, I'm going to use somebody else's money and steal that to pay for sex. You see now that's a, another level of kind of depravity. Florida, Florida, Florida. Holy shit. Florida, Florida, Florida. So just uh, tell me, Matt Gates is going to jail, right? For a long time. He Britt, he hasn't even been charged yet. Oh, but, but the guy right next to him? Britt. Oh. Britt, it, it, it's not me. This guy's a fall guy, right? This guy's going to be the scapegoat for the whole situation? I don't know. Jesus. I, I, uh, Let's I go to uh, from Florida to a bordering state, I believe, the state of Georgia, where they do have a special election coming up very soon, Brad. Yep. Uh, we have brand new stuff about Herschel Walker, and this is not the he's actually a resident of Texas story. That's already old news. Yeah, We've oh already no. forgotten about that it's one, right? No, we fine. haven't. No, we, we haven't. <laughs> uh, but we have more women coming forward to detail allegations about Herschel Walker. This is an interview with the Daily Beast. Uh, longtime Herschel Walker girlfriend Cheryl Parsa, P-A-R-S-A, detailed an incident in which Herschel Walker got violent after she caught him with another woman back 
in 2005. According to Miss Parsha, Walker became enraged after she walked in on him with another woman, and he started swinging his fist at her, which, you know, when you think about it, how dare she walk in on him when he's fucking around with another woman? It's fair. You so can wait. You, you yeah. can have a sandwich or you can just like, eat a, you know, a Diet Coke or something. Just hang on for a minute. I'll be done soon. I thought he was going to beat me. She got out of the room in fear that Walker was going to get the opportunity to beat the hell out of her. In addition to that violent incident, Miss Parsha also claims that Herschel Walker would use his diagnosed mental illness as a justification for his poor behavior. He's a pathological liar, absolutely, says she. But it's more than that. He knows how to manipulate his disease in order to manipulate people, while at times being simultaneously completely out of control. And have you heard this? Uh, you know, he. I don't think he's done a real press conference like for two months or something. Ever. <laughs> ever. And, and there, I guess there's some rule now that you have to – he gets roped off by 20 feet away from people, uh, members of the, and I'm thinking, you know, again, this is always a, a stretch and a reach when you're talking about Republicans in general, they don't have what you call a great self-effacing sense of humor. Uh, and because Herschel Walker was, you know, a, a legendary running back in college football and he had a pretty good damn NFL career too. Herschel Walker could have gotten like five giant guys put put uh, you know put jerseys on them and had them stand twenty feet in front of him to block for Herschel Walker. Blocking for Herschel Walker, it's not that funny, but it's better than a rope line that you have to stay behind <laughs> if you're addressing Herschel Walker. Anything, anything, Britt. I'm going to go on the record here. You ready? Double-digit win for Raphael Warnock in this. Oh, your lips to God's ears. I hope that's Double, correct. I, I'm, I'm, I I'm just this, I'm, this is I'm headed nervous. over the cliff so bad. Oh, I hope it's a blowout. I hope because, it's. I mean, oh, I hope he heads back to Texas with his tail tucked between his legs. This is this is a this is turnout suppression 101. Not by the government. Not through laws. Not through voter ID not through closing precincts, not through gerrymandering. This is individual voter suppression by a candidate on himself. Who is going to show up to vote for this guy that was borderline? And you got to believe, in truth, they won't admit it, Herschel Walker has a ton of borderline support. Raphael Warnock has no borderline support. It's all rock solid, enthusiastic, because there is a cause. There is a reason to vote for him. Herschel Walker is, you know, when you go to the grocery store and you know you're going at the wrong time of day and you're looking maybe in the produce department and it just sucks. This happened to me right before Christmas. I had to buy celery. Yeah. And you know, how, <clears throat> you know, celery is uh, it doesn't have a long shelf life. Really you can't leave it out there. Like 20 different stocks of sell all had that brown shit going on them. And I was I had to buy one. We needed it. And as a result, I got in trouble when I got home. Why did you bring home the bad celery? Herschel Walker's the bad celery. You don't have to bring him home. You don't have to buy him at all. Just stay home and do something else. He's he's not 
I, I so, think this is going to be a blowout. I hope to. I don't want people to get overconfident, though. I still want I'm not, people. It's not a question of overconfident. No, not you. I'm thinking about voters in Georgia like, oh, this thing's going to be like, it'll be over, so I don't need to go out and vote. I hope that they're still motivated to go out and kick his ass. No, th- this, this is like when, when your uh, favorite football team really is up, you know, 35 to nothing at the half, and you're worried that you're overconfident. And, of course, a really, really well-coached team not only doesn't lose that 35 to nothing lead, but they end up winning that game, you know, 52 to, to 21, okay? Mm. And I think that's what's going on here, and I don't know whether polling can reveal that ahead of time at all because we've seen a lot of polling not able to measure voter enthusiasm or, or things of that sort. And uh, the idea that because there is a huge early voting turnout quotient, comparatively speaking, especially because it's a runoff, and I love the both sidesism in the reporting. Both sides are saying this could be really great for them. No, it's only going to be good for one side. And if you think for one second, people have just been champing at the bit, chomping at the bit, chomping at the bit to get out there and vote again for Herschel Walker early, early. You're crazy. Yeah, Come that's on. true. Uh, the good story from last week was that uh, the campaign funds well in favor of uh, Raphael Warnock. He's got like $29 million on cash as of the middle of November, and uh, the Walker campaign had around $9 million. So I a big economic what advantage. Local TV must look like. Oh, it's in Georgia. I was insufferable. Well, you know, I was up in the mountains visiting my mother and they had on some of the South Carolina stations, they had Warnock ads on because some of those do penetrate inside of, uh, but you didn't see any Herschel ads, right? Not a single Herschel ad. But but I may, I may have seen an anti Warnock ad that was paid for by a pack or something, but it was mostly Warnock stuff that I saw for sure. But that that's representative of the money disparity because, uh, that would mean that, the Raphael Warnock campaign has enough money to be spending what in, in uh, that, that, that Southeast corner of North Carolina down there or South mm-hmm. Carolina that right, bleeds over. Right. And a lot of people in Georgia are watching those stations. If you're, if you've got a campaign that doesn't have a lot of money, you go, all right, well, you know, we got to cut somewhere. We're, we're only going to spend on stations that are well within Georgia where all the, the, the viewing will be by Georgians. We, we can't afford to waste half of it on people who live in South Carolina who aren't voting for it, but that's a luxury that the Warnock campaign must have. It's correct. Yeah. yeah. Trying to maximize turnout in that situation. So I, yeah, I hope it's 30 points. I hope it's over. And I I'd love for this, this fairy tale to be done. Um, uh, and- I've already uh, asked for a recount. <laughs> Good times. Can you get that working? <laughs> Yeah, I'll work on I'll work on a double recount. Nice. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's look at the clock there. We're good right now. Uh, sure. Okay. Um, puff on that exploding cigar would be leader McCarthy in heat. Here you go. You've uh, probably seen if you're uh, all even a bit tuned into politics that uh, Republicans think they're just going to turn this sucker around at the beginning of the year and they're going to investigate the investigators, which is always a wonderful idea. It always works out well. There's never been an example where that hasn't worked out well, right? Yeah. Every time. And the uh, thesis, I guess of the hearings that they're going to hold on what happened on January 6th, which they claim were incomplete. 
they left the rest of the story out, which is why the fuck were people able to breach the Capitol and do what they did? Why didn't, and this will be the theme, I guess, why didn't Nancy Pelosi and or Chuck Schumer halt this in its tracks? Because they singularly are responsible for security at the Capitol, which is not true, but they will start to lie probably from the first paragraph on when McCarthy makes an opening statement here. That's going to be their thesis. But there's things that are going to be revealed, I think, that are going to backfire so badly on them because it isn't as if the Democratic Party and Adam Kinzinger and Liz Cheney are going to just sit back and you know eat bonbons and watch TV while this bullshit happens. Um, they may... And I hope they will. They may be able at that point bring up the important issue of it isn't about whether Chuck Schumer or Nancy Pelosi called 911, which would have stopped all this. That's shorthand. But how many members of the Capitol Police, not the heroic ones that we know about, not the ones who gave their lives, the ones who really were the last bulwark of democracy there on that day, How many of the ones who we don't know were in on this, who let things get out of hand when they were privy to information days ahead of time? Now, that's an important question, and that's not what the January 6th committee, the one that we've seen, has charged itself to do. But that is an issue, and I contend that if Kevin McCarthy dares to try to pin all of this not on Stuart Rhodes, the Oath Keepers, and the dozens, soon to be hundreds of people who, in the name of Donald Trump, tried to overthrow our government, subvert the will of the voters, and murder members of Congress. If Republicans think that that was just a side issue, secondary to why wasn't the violence snuffed out ahead of time, that Donald Trump is an innocent party here, stop going after him, this is going to blow up in their face worse than than anything that ever happened with overreach on Bill Clinton's impeachment or Benghazi or any of that shit. This is going to be worse than that. I, I don't know why they think that this is some kind of golden ticket back to something, back to power. Your take, sir. Uh, you said a long time ago that he was not going to be the uh, Speaker of the House, and I kind of poo-pooed that. But I, I am starting to, I'm, I'm on your side on this one. The, the food fight, as far as McCarthy being the Speaker of the House, I don't think he's ever been further away. He does not have the votes right now, and uh, he's but, tried to let these crazy ass, right? Uh, that that faction of the Republican Party run nuts with all their Hunter Biden bullshit over the uh, past couple of weeks. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm glad you said that because I just went through this long thing under the assumption that he would be. Yeah. But you bring up maybe the more important question, which should have preceded what I'm saying. Yeah, which is by him, quote unquote, promising, not threatening, promising to do these things. Does that enhance? or decrease his likelihood of ultimately being speaker, because this is clearly a sop to 
the wackos. This is the sop to Louis Gohmert, right? And Andy Biggs and Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Green. Bobert, right? Um, so if he gets them, does he does he lose whatever? And this is in the biggest air quotes ever. Reasonable Republicans will mm-hmm. be voting for for speaker because there really aren't any reasonable Republicans at this point. If you've cast your lot and stayed a Republican, if you haven't gone Liz Cheney, if you haven't gone Adam Kinzinger, um, then, you know, you're the whole Republican Party is that they are Marjorie Taylor Greene. And Kevin McCarthy has promised to elevate her back into committee status. Of course, when he gets the chance. So yeah. uh, you're, you're casting your lot with that. It's one thing to be a coalition government. And by the way, a great example is, you know, the now for the soon to be former prime minister of Israel, who was only in the gig for about a year. He's come the closest since the foundation of Israel to having a, a true coalition of government of right wingers, left wingers, middle wingers people that would never speak to each other, people who would spit on each other politically, he actually had them together and they got some shit done in Israel the last year in between apparently Benjamin Netanyahu uh, being run out and I guess ready to uh, reassert himself as prime minister. Gee, sound familiar? Yeah, it does. Sound familiar? A little bit. Yeah. Um, so... Well, it's still a Trump problem. Like Trump, it, it's still, it, you know, if Trump endorses McCarthy, which he ain't doing right now as the guy, then they'll go along with it or it'll muddy the waters. But it's still a Trump issue, no matter how you slice it. It's not a Kevin McCarthy issue. It's the way that he kissed the ass of Donald Trump. And he has uh, sublimated himself to Donald Trump now for seven years, eight years, whatever it is. I mean, that, it's pretty bad that we now can't remember whatever it is. I know it was. It yeah. I remember very, very well that the very first appearance that he made and people that know he's going to show up was at that Reagan library. And it was August the 6th of 2015. And he showed up with all of the clowns and they were like, he's not going to do it. He's not really going to do it. And he did show up at the debate. And it's been hell on wheels ever since. It's been an amazing seven and plus almost eight years ever since mm. seven and a half years. Yeah. All right, let's uh, let's finish up here with uh, LeBron James going full whataboutism, and he's. Yeah. Uh, I think he's wrong on this. I I think everything is not the same. Everything isn't equal. He's pissed that poor Kyrie Irving is being obliterated for his anti-Semitism and sharing the link to this anti-Semitic movie, which I guess is still available on Amazon, different issue, called Hebrews to Negroes, Wake Up Black America. And it's got uh, a lot of the anti-Semitic tropes that uh, we know and love. And, you know, Kyrie Irving, is he's getting a lot of shit for it, rightfully so, from the commissioner on down to, does uh, he have any endorsements left? Does Kyrie Irving have any endorsements? Not that I'm aware. Again, another Duke University problem. Yeah, it's another Duke problem. Uh, but you know, uh, his his uh, jersey does not hang in the rafters there. It's and I know he only yet. played eleven or twelve games, but he it's was still enough. there, and he did right, it. So, he was, so LeBron yeah. James's complaint here is that Jerry Jones 
the owner of the Dallas Cowboys in 1957, was there when they were blocking the schoolhouse doors in Arkansas. Or was that Alabama? Arkansas. It was Arkansas. It was Arkansas. Arkansas. It was a little rock. During during the uh, days of uh, segregation and desegregation after the Brown versus Board decision of a few years before. And there's this black and white picture of a whole bunch of white guys kind of blocking the way of some black kids trying to get into school. You've seen various versions of, of these kinds of pictures before. And, and here's one, a 14-year-old Jerry Jones. LeBron James is mad that there is an equal treatment, equal publicity, equal mentioning of the two issues. And, you know, from afar, I go, okay, there's there's sort of a point there, but there's also, a, and, and by the way, I don't think Jerry Jones's response is at all adequate or, no. or decent or no, apologetic. I don't, I don't I think don't. it is at all. That being said, um, I thought at some level we were trying to get out of the business of going back in people's lives and finding a tweet that they, they did 20 years ago, uh, a picture that was taken. In the case of Jerry Jones, let's see, that's uh, uh, 65 years, 75 60. years ago. Yeah, 75 years, whatever the fuck it is, forever, forever ago. And... Uh, not allowing for any kind of, I don't want to use the word growth, but we'll use it here, that he's not a 14-year-old kid standing with his friends like an idiot with other white people in Arkansas in 1957 compared to, to the word, because Jerry Jones does have a public record and a, a business record of dealing with black folks and I've never heard him called a racist ever. Have you? No, but I, I'm also with you that the explanation is thin. Right. But even if his explanation sucks, even even if Jerry Jones said, you know what? It was great. I was glad I was there. That was the way, you know, which he didn't say. Even if he would have said that, I don't think that's nearly the same as the current activities of Kyrie Irving. No, I do. Doubles down and, every and time. Stays with it, and and all. I I just don't think they're but equal. I, can, I think I, LeBron James is is off off the and, mark here, and I think that Stephen A. Smith is off the fucking mark for thinking that LeBron James is is now uh, Dag Hammarskjöld and Albert Einstein. No, it's and not. Uh, uh, the great philosopher that he is for saying that. Okay. I, again, yeah, I would I would follow I'll follow you down to the ground on this. This is uh, LeBron James who has made no. Uh, he's made, made no mystery that he wants to be the owner of an NBA franchise in Las Vegas. He said that publicly. And, and, you know, look, and I like LeBron James. I don't think he's a bad person at all. I just think he's dead flat wrong on this. Well, let's again, let's follow this down to the ground. The NFL says to Jerry Jones, that's it. That racist photograph from you in 1957 is a bridge too far. What happens next, Brett? Yeah, so he has to sell the team, Brett. <laughs> Come on. Your punishment is you have to accept a check for about $6 billion right, for right, your no, franchise. No. <laughs> Here's $6 billion. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you, you got you to give me something here, LeBron. I love yeah. you, but you got to give me something. Well, ha hang on. All right. But we have to consider that there are different shades and, 
and angles. What if Jerry Jones had been in blackface in 1957? Would that have changed? <laughs> I mean, it would be it would, it would certainly give it a different perspective. But again, yeah. the punishment remains the same. You have to go. And by the way, here's six billion dollars.